Welcome to LA Radio Sessions. I'm your host, Mike Stark. LA Radio Sessions, it's where we explore all areas of pop culture. Let me introduce you to Bruce Dickinson. Bruce competes in championship fencing, created a successful beer, he's written and performed on British radio and TV, authored novels and film scripts, and is a commercial jet airline pilot. And those are not even the things he's known for. He is best known as the front man for one of the most enduring, prolific, and longest-running heavy metal bands in history, Iron Maiden. Back in 1999, Bruce was returning to the band after several years as a solo act. I spent about an hour with him back then, talking about his solo work, his return to the band, the future of the internet in music, and how he would feel about his band being included in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This year, 2021, Iron Maiden is nominated for the Rock Hall. This interview has never been on the radio, tucked away in the digital library for over 20 years, but it's fun, it's insightful, and it's rock and roll. Welcome to the Lost Bruce Dickinson interview on LA Radio Sessions. Game. 
Okay, we're with Bruce Dickinson. You and I talked a couple years ago, or a few years ago, when at uh, the F-Fest, uh, you had just started your solo work mm -hmm. and uh, had, I think, put out your first album, if I'm not mistaken. And um, I want to kind of take it from that point. You, uh, Some unfinished business with the solo career at this point. You're going to be doing some solo dates. Yeah. Uh, prior to getting back together with Maiden. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm back together with Maiden. We've been writing songs right. together and, uh, you know, doing uh, press and all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, and, uh, no, the, um, the solo stuff is going to be, um, you know, continuing, continuing not exactly parallel, but certainly... Uh, alongside the Maiden thing. I mean, my, I've got a record company in, in, in Europe which is putting out the uh, the solo stuff. Right. Um, that's going to continue, obviously. Sure, um, sure. So, so, you know, all the time that I'm making records with Maiden and touring with Maiden, you know, there'll be people working on, you know, my solo stuff as well. Now, I've read some, some interviews and heard some interviews with you where you've discussed this return and it's really with a vengeance, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're not going to mess around and make this like uh, one of these reunion things where people come in and, you know, grab the cash and then disappear, you know, onto a beach or to improve their golf swing or whatever they do, you know. Uh, you know, the, we're in this for the long haul. Right. Um, and that's why, that's why I'm, I'm emphasizing that, you know, uh, I'm not giving up huge chunks of my life that I've worked on for six or seven years, you know, like my solo career, because I don't need to, but what I am doing is committing myself long term to the maiden thing. And because I'm doing that, you know, I'm quite relaxed about saying, well, I'm just going to have to, you know, take a, take a year off doing any more solo records at least, you know, um, because, um, you know, I can always put out a solo record and, sure. you know, I'll be with, with, with Maiden as well. And the guys in Maiden are very, you know, relaxed about that. I mean, Steve doesn't feel threatened or anything by, by me, you know, doing that. Um, so uh, for the immediate future, uh, you know, there's this little tour in South America for a week and then I'm back with all the Maiden guys in New York at the end of this month. Um, and uh, we're going to be talking to record companies and producers and trying to, you know, uh, tie everything up for the album at the end of this year, which will be recorded at the end of this year and early next year. After the tour. Oh, yes, after the tour, yeah. yeah. We're going to tour, uh, we're going to write, in, uh, well, we've already done some writing, um, but we'll be continuing in, in May with writing. Uh, we're rehearsing in June for the tour. Then the tour will be July, August, September. Um, in America and Europe and then uh, we're back to a month of writing and pre-production and then we'll be going in the studio uh, in November um, December January, February, March finish up and the record should I, I imagine be available by the spring maybe not for sale but, but certainly yeah. for the press and then we'll be touring starting sometime early summer I would think uh for the whole of the rest of the year and that will be uh, certainly the biggest tour that Maiden have ever ever undertaken in terms of number of people in terms of production in terms of number of countries everything I mean it's really going to be a huge undertaking how did all this come about you guys getting back together there had to be there had oh, to be a, the, 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 a beginning the, point yeah, where, a beginning where point. there were some discussions well, and so I, on I mean obviously you know I've had questions about getting back together with Maiden um 
uh, virtually every single interview I've ever done, you know, for the last six years. Um, and um, so... I bet you that bothered you at first, too, didn't it? It bothered me at first, and then it didn't bother me at yeah. all. Yeah. And, um, of course, it, you know, it, uh, as the last couple of solo records kicked in and the, the, the press reviews came in and the, the awards and the readers' polls and everything, you know, um, you know, I was doing pretty well. Um, and uh, so people would ask me about the Maiden reunion, and I'd be like, well, you know, maybe there will be one day and I don't know maybe let's just wait and see you know and uh, Rod was the guy who's the maiden's manager ma maiden's manager and is also my manager uh, he was the guy that um, Rod Smallwood yeah Rod Smallwood he was the guy that sort of uh, was the catalyst he was the guy that actually said you know look um, are you interested if if Blaze was leaving the band are you interested and I was like yeah of course um, and it, it was a bit of a no brainer really it didn't take very long you know, um, to just have a meeting with the the guys. Really, had you lost contact with the guys during no. that period? I've so been, I've been I've been in touch with all of them individually, uh, individually yeah. at the various points, um, and you know, and uh, and to, to an extent, the one thing we hadn't spoken about was Nine Maiden reunion, <laughs> that because simply right. because it was it was just not done. I mean, it's just not. I mean, there's a certain kind of protocol, you know. Right. You know, um, and uh, you know that they, you know, they, 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 they'd got a new singer. They got Blaze, and uh, they were determined it was going to work with Blaze, and that was fine. And right. I respect that. Uh, and and you were happy, and I was yeah. doing my thing sure. as well. So, you know, um, the one thing we didn't ever speak about was uh, a reunion. Um, and then, of course, as soon as we got back uh, uh, together in a room together. Uh, it took a couple of hours of um, really just... Actually, it took the first things we spoke about was uh, the future. I mean, the, the, it was like, okay, well, are we going to do this then? Uh, yeah, right then. What are we going to do now? Well, let's go write some songs. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do the future thing. Let's 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 plan what we're going to do in six months' time. Let's do a great stage show. Wow, I've got an idea for this. And Beautiful. And, 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 Beautiful. and it was just so there was no yanking those skeletons out of the closet. No, so. I mean, I mean, there was. I mean, uh, although I, there never really was that. There never. There, there was never that bad. There never was. There never was. Maiden. No, people tried desperately to to get us to dish dirt. Right, yeah. uh, and still to this day they try, and there really isn't any uh, dirt to dish. Well, it was tougher to do because it really was an amicable split originally. Yeah. There was there was no dirt originally. So no, so 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 it was a that was a tough order to fill if they were looking for that. Yeah, um, you know, and uh, but you know, Nico, um, God rest his soul, would you, you know would would come off and make. You know, crack some joke about you know uh, singers in one of his drum clinics or something, mm -hmm. right? So he'd do some stuff like that, and then the next thing, some journalist would come up to me and say, "Hey, so you know, uh, Nico's been uh, bad mouthing you in uh, drum clinics. You know, uh, what do you think about that? You know?" Yeah. And so they were doing so all play this one against stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And um, you know, the same thing with Steve. And when you when you size up the uh, if you can deliver that kind of remark at a time when somebody is, you know, having a having a bad day, 
they're going to that's right you know yeah. they're going to come out with some smart ass remark right. and then the guy goes back and says hey so huh did an interview with Bruce the other day, and he's 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 smart ass that you did da da da. The uh, domino theory. Yeah, yeah. And and so they're trying to manufacture this whole thing. And um, Steve said something uh, uh, in one interview, and it was exa- and I read the interview, and I was like, oh, okay. So he was he was pissed that day, and you know, and out he came. And, and what it was was he said something like, uh, oh yeah, well Bruce would make a country and western album if he thought it would sell, you know. And I was like. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't think that's strictly true there, but um, uh, hey, you know, whatever. So when we got into this room, right, and we were all sitting around and we we're all having a laugh, you know, I said, uh, well, I said, I have been thinking that we should uh, we should hire Garth Brooks for the next record as the producer, and and uh, we both looked at each other and burst out laughing and was like, did he remember the quote? Oh yeah, because no, it, it was the only. <laughs> The only time in the last six years he's ever said anything like that, and it got splattered everywhere across the press. Yeah, and we both laughed, and that's and, too bad. and 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 at that moment, you know, I was just like, well, th- there you go. That's that's all the bad sh- from the last six years, right? Gotten rid of. Let, I want to go back to to your attitude towards this reunion. Mm. I don't. I hesitate to even use the term reunion. Reunion. Re- re- reunion. I don't it's, think it's, even. I don't think no, you like that. I, 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 from I, what I've read and heard. No, reunion is not a word that that, that I like. A reunion is a bunch of fat old guys getting back together. To a lot of that going on too. Yeah, exactly. That's why I don't like using the word reunion because this is totally different. This is. Um, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, reinvention. Well, the one thing you have pointed out and made it very clear is that you want to be on an equal with what is happening today. You want to be on a par with, I believe you used Corn and Marilyn Manson as, a, as examples. Well, Corn, Marilyn Manson, Metallica, the whole, right. the whole nine yards. I mean, because I think the band is is good enough musically and we're still strong enough physically and, and because it you know obviously there's a, a fair bit of stamina involved if we're going to you know take on the kind of performances that are required live right. to do that sure. um, and <clears throat> the point is we can do that we're, we, we're still we're still young enough to be able to do that uh, a lot of I mean Maiden was always somehow confused with Judas Priest um, Judas Priest is uh, at least 10 or 12 years older than we are you know, I mean, we're, least, yeah. we're all like, you know, I mean, I'm I'm 40, right, at the moment. I mean, Priest, I guess it's Priest must be, they must be 50 plus, some of them, you know. I mean, There so, really was a confusion there? Well, yeah, because we would get mentioned in the same breath as if we had, as if we had emerged at the same moment in time. And I was in high school yeah. listening to Priest. Right, <laughs> right. You know, uh, so, so it, but, but uh, um, I think that was one of the, the misconceptions about uh, about Maiden um, because the band were and we were very young when we uh, when we happened uh, first time around you know like 22 something like that could know. that be because you guys put out a lot of product yeah put out a lot of records yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I mean we've always done that we've always worked you know very hard at making records I think you will see uh uh a slowdown in the output of studio records now, mm-hmm. and I think that's a yeah. good thing because I think we need to uh, make make damn sure that every record now is really, really great. I don't think we can put out sort of journeyman type records. You know, hey, that's okay, that's an okay record. Right. I think every record now has to be something spectacular, 
and that takes a little time. And I think the long you were doing that a little bit before you left. The, the, it seemed like the process had slowed a little bit, and, and that's yeah. Um, fear of the dark. It seemed like there that was, there was quite a bit of a gap between fear and the, fear of the dark and what came prior to that. Yeah, um, I, I think we. I mean, after this next album and tour. Well, we'll see what happens after this next album and tour. I mean, you know, I'm trying to, you know, but I have a feeling if the thing is as big as it it, it could be, I think we're going to need to take a break because you can't possibly sure. generate that level of excitement if you go out, you know, six months later. Um, so, uh, um, and that's you know that's nice because I mean one of the things about in Maiden now is that you know all the all of us uh, 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 as individuals actually have you know actually have like kids and stuff you know and, and and we're fiercely committed to making this really successful and uh, you know when we stop doing it we say okay we're going to take some time we want to have time to to have a life you know because after 20 you know two years on the road um uh you know, the time you have off the road That's right. is, is, is real important. And you, you, with all of that under your belt, you've learned that merry-go-round and how that, how that operates. Yeah. And, and like you said, you've got a family. You've got quite a few kids, right? Uh, I was counting them the other day, and there's uh, between the, I think it's 15 or 16 um, uh, across, you know, like the band. You know. Amazing. I got three... Rod manager's got four. Steve's got five. There's nine. There's twelve. Twelve, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Now close on eighteen. That's amazing. <laughs> you never know how many are in actually in the works at the time. You know, there may be more to come. You know. Any more in your your future? I know uh, when you were doing your solo stuff, there was weren't you involved in the delivery of uh, a couple of your children? Uh, all our kids were home birthed. Uh, that's what I thought yeah, I'd read. I was in. I was there. I was there for all three. Must have been so, a tremendous experience. Yeah, the two of them. Well, all three were home births, and and all three of them actually were water births as well. So, um, but you were intimately involved in that too, as as I remember. Uh, yeah, right? I've still got the bite marks. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> now there was a poll that recently came out on an e uh, English television show where they, I guess, tallied up all of the sales and and all of that for the. Uh, the all the heavy metal bands in England, and you guys came out on top. Yeah, how do you feel about that? That's, That's great. It, it was pretty amazing. It was, isn't it, it, was very, it was surprising and very gratifying, I suppose. And it's interesting the, the disparity between that poll and the uh, the composition of the the English music press at the moment. You know, um, so there is a huge audience out there in England which is not. Um, being, uh, you know, uh, not being entertained by a lot of the traditional media, right? And um, you know, when we go back there next year and do what will probably be something similar to another Donington Monsters of Rock over there, um, I think we're going to see a lot of people come out the woodwork. 
you're going to do a short U.S. tour first. Is that how it's going to work? Or? Uh, yeah, it's, we're going to do 12 to 15 U.S. shows, followed by 12 shows in Europe, and that's it. That's all we're doing this year. Um, the idea being we want to publicize the uh, the Ed Hunter video game, the PC game that's coming out. We're going to talk about that in uh, a few minutes. And uh, then we want to hunker down and get on with the record. Um, what we we and doing a restricted number of shows is also a way of um, sending out a message that this is not this is not the uh, you know cash is the king. Let's all grab some right. cash and uh, and do a reunion thing. The ticket prices we're trying to hold down um, so that they're relatively cheap ticket prices. Great. We just want the maximum possible number of people to come along, hold up the traffic, go see Maiden, and 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 have people go, wow, I made, wow, you know. You're going to try to do any new material on the tour? No, absolutely not. It's um, just going to be, it's going to no. be pretty much the greatest. This this deal. this set. Well, I can tell you what the set is actually going to be because uh, uh, if you buy a copy of the uh, the video game, it will contain a two D CD extra CD in it. Which will have all the songs that we're playing for the set because we, okay. we we did a poll on the internet okay. uh, of the greatest top twenty Iron Maiden tracks, and um, kids uh, came in and they voted for them. And that's what you're going to do. And that's what we're going to do. That's Incredible. Mm -hmm. Incredible. And, and I wasn't it, aware of that. That's and, it, and, it, and, and it's actually a great set. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's a fantastic Iron Maiden set, and it's something off of every single album, right the way back to the first album. I mean, we're doing Phantom of the Opera, and we, you know, and uh, you know, Fear of the Dark, and Hallowed, and Number of the Beast, Run to the Hills. Uh, um, you know, uh, so there's loads of stuff we're doing, um, stuff that hasn't been done for a long while in Maiden, and of course we're also doing. I'll be doing some of Blazer's songs. I'm doing, you know. Uh, so yeah. you are going to do some of yeah, the, some I'll be of doing, the uh, Future Real and. Um, stuff like that so great so I'm very excited about it it's, it's going to be really good let's talk about this video game Ed Hunter so, yeah, yeah. Well, well let's talk about Ed for a second you gotta get now am I not mistaken Is has Ed buffed up a little bit lately Seems like he's buffed up a little bit. Um, well, he might have smartened up his act a little bit, but, you know... I, I was just wondering if he buffed up for this video game, you know. Uh, he's probably become a little... Um, when he goes into the, you know, to be computer animated and everything, you know, he probably has a little shiny around the edges. Is that right? You know. But we've got lots of footage of him now, which is all 3D computer animations, and uh, we'll be using those during the show. Uh, the show is going to be designed around the Ed Hunter game, okay? Because the various levels that you you go through, and the various uh, mummies, zombies, um, you know, skinheads, uh, people that you you fight in order to pursue Eddie. You're you're, you're pursuing Eddie. You're pursuing as Eddie. You're, you're you're Ed Hunter, private detective. Okay. And uh, you're pursuing Eddie through the album covers. And through the all album. the changes that Eddie has gone through, yeah, over the that's years. right, and through all the worlds, you know. So there's a there's a sci-fi world, and there's an ancient Egypt world, and there's a there's down in the depths of hell world. All coordinated with the albums. Oh, all coordinated with the albums and with music as well. So you can you can pick the music that you want to play for your individual world that's on the game disc. Oh, um, so if you get fed up with playing it to Phantom of the Opera, you can play it. You can have Killers, or you can have Number of the Beast, or Power Slave, or wow. whatever. Um, and it's a shoot 'em up game. I mean, so, and it's highly addictive. Great. 
Yeah. And I heard you say uh, politically incorrect. Oh, massively politically Beautiful. incorrect. Beautiful. I mean, gotta have some of that. You know, like, it's like machine, you're machine gunning zombies and, <laughs> so, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, shooting skinheads in the groin and, you know, and extra points if you shoot them in the heart. Who, desi- uh, who designed this for you? Um, or it's, um, and how much input did you guys get into this? Oh, a fair amount of input. I mean, um, uh, I've, I actually had um, no input whatsoever because when I left the band, they were just starting to develop it. And when I rejoined, they just finished. Um, so but you're in it, I would assume. Uh, no, I'm only in it as a, there's a little, every now and again one of our heads appears <laughs> as part of the scenery. If you shoot that, something you get, to like, blow away. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Uh, um, uh, Rod Smallwood's heads in it as well. We're all looking for him. Aha, uh-huh, uh, yes. But they, uh, 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 it, it's. Uh, I mean. It's, I was skeptical, I must say, because, yeah, coming back into it, I was like, and, sure. and we're going to have a video game. I was like, oh, geez, what's this going to be like, you know? So I put it on and um, played it, and it was great. I was like, wow, this is fantastic. Uh, now, did you kid test it with some of your kids? Or? Oh, yeah, my kids. I couldn't get them off it. Is that right? Yeah. You know, they figured it all out, and they were really good as well, because <laughs> the, the PC game, obviously, you have to play with a mouse, so your mouse sure. is, 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 is shoot, you're shooting with a mouse. Um, uh, I believe there is a plan to bundle one of the very first um, guns with uh, for use with the PC screen, um, which would be uh, pretty cool. Very cool. Uh, and we're still researching that at the moment. Um, that may be ready in time for the U.S. release, which will be somewhat later than the the European release, because we're still in negotiations with a distributor at the moment. So this is down the line before we even get to see this. Well, May this 17, game. it's out in Europe. Okay, but not here in the U.S. Not here in the U.S. Um, however, uh, we're also talking to uh, you know PlayStation uh, about maybe releasing it uh, two or three months after the uh, so it's going to be available in several formats then uh, well, PC, PC and PC and PlayStation I think that and uh, that's about it while we're still talking about computers and stuff are you pretty computer literate and internet literate or in, involved in the internet and um, have you kept up with all that or yeah I've kind of I've, 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 I've kept up with it and and all I say is that uh, um, I think there's a, a you know, I, I think the internet is really useful, and I think it's a, uh, a good way of disseminating information. It's also a great way of uh, paralyzing your cognitive functions, because you just sit there and get swamped with trash, and you, you have no way of, uh, I mean, being, at the, being, on the, being on the net and not knowing what you're looking for is like sitting under a 10 million pound vat of waste paper and going Very true. and just grabbing a piece of paper going okay okay i think i understand what's at the top of the pile now maybe if i, I, I read this one then you know and and, and that is the problem with the net and that increasingly is going to limit the ability of the net to to function as people think it should in their idealized world where you go into the net and say I'd like to know about um, whatever. So you got your search engine, and in comes you know we found two million references to the word Darwin, yeah. and you say Jesus Christ, which one do I look at? Yeah. You know, um, 
and and that is the problem. So what you're going to find, I think, is that um, the big corporations and the the uh, the big ticket merchandisers and you know Tower Records and Amazon.com and the big websites and the big bands, they're actually going to be the ones who benefit mm-hmm. because people are going to go to them because that's the only darn thing where they'll get any sense. What about the philosophy that this could be a tool for artists such as yourself, especially musical artists, with this whole MP3 revolution and the idea that possibly there will come a time when the artist can deal directly with the audience and not have all of the parasites in between? Any any thoughts on that? Um, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's an idealized... Uh, and far too simplistic view of uh, of how a record or an artist gets promoted and marketed. The fact the, the, the fact of the matter is is that uh, an artist needs people as a support network to promote him, um, whether it's on the internet or whether it's in real life you know you see a guy uh, on uh, on the TV and you think wow he's cool and his website flashes up hey everybody goes and hits his website and says hey the internet's great I saw this artist on the TV and then I looked up his website isn't the internet great oh it's the TV that did it right you know true okay in the olden days you could have gone to the store and maybe his stuff would have been there you know well now you go to the internet but the point is it's still You've got to get the information there, um, and Good point. Good you know point. Um, the internet is a very fast way to post a letter, and that and beyond, and that doesn't change the nature of human communication. Doesn't change right. writing. Doesn't change the need to have ideas. Um, so, you know, I think uh, as people as people get over the novelty of the medium. Uh, then I think uh, you know there's going to be a realization that a disappointment that actually the world hasn't changed and people haven't changed and the internet uh, in many ways has, has has not changed the fundamental problems. Very refreshing and enlightened uh, view. You've you've thought this out. That's. That's uh, kind of common sense. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm impressed. We'll be back with more of our interview with Iron Maiden's Bruce Dickinson. Stay tuned. 99.1 KLBP LP, Long Beach Public Radio. Hi, I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! I'm happy to share that you can now listen to our award-winning morning news program weekdays at 9 a.m. right here on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio. Our independent news hour includes breaking daily news headlines and in-depth interviews with people on the front lines of the world's most pressing issues. On Democracy Now!, you'll hear diverse voices speaking for themselves, providing a unique and sometimes provocative perspective on global events. Tune into Democracy Now!, The Quarantine Report, weekdays at 9 a.m. on 99.1 FM KLBP and streaming at klbp.org. Stay safe, save lives, wear a mask. We return now to our lost interview from 1999 with Iron Maiden's Bruce Dickinson on L.A. Radio Sessions. Can I play? 
I want to talk a little bit. The average fan probably doesn't have any understanding of this, and I certainly don't. Tell me a little bit about this bond issue thing that Iron Maiden sold their music. How does that work? That oh, whole bond um, thing that happened, what, six, eight months ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does that, well, what is that all about? Oh, well, basically, what on, it, on a very layman's term. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, um, it's a bank loan. It's a, it's, a, it's a bank loan that you and the, and the guy says, well, what are you going to give us as security? And you give your music. And you give the back your, your old songs and your old music. But the bank must have enough confidence in that backlog. That's why not everybody can do it. Right. Only certain bands can do it. I mean, Rod Stewart did it, David Bowie did it, and um, whoever else has done it recently. If uh, I mean, Iron Maiden's catalog sells you know, by the bucket load and um you know uh we you know realized that um uh you know there was this opportunity to do it and it, it just made a huge amount of, of financial sense uh to do it um you obviously incur some significant costs in doing this mm-hmm. uh so you you probably lose you're probably giving away in terms of commissions and the guy that set it up and the legal fees and everything else. You know, you're probably you're giving away a substantial, you know, chunk. But because you get the money, like now, no, right? Obviously, you're going to get interest on the money, and you're going to be able to use the money now if we want to. You know, um, you can uh, diversify that money more than just. Yeah, you you can control yeah, it right instead of, you know it. We're having to wait, you know, till the end of the year, and then you get like a small amount of money, and then that has to go and pay off the bills that you ran up because you couldn't afford to pay it at the time, and sure. then you ran up interest on that, and then you know, um, it enables you to really take control over, um, you know, all of the finances and stuff like that. Um, so it was just a, a really good sort of commercial decision. Um, we, we get the, you know, we. We haven't sold it like forever. We've we've given it to them for twelve years, right? So and then it, and then then all bets are off. Twelve right? years time to get it back, as as opposed to I think David Bowie gave it to him for a, a long period of time. Yeah, he may have sold it to them for life or yeah. something. But I mean, you know, uh, but there's a there's a you know formulas by which you work out. You know, right. If, uh, you know they they take some of this stuff is as a if you sell more back catalog than they predicted, you know. You get royalties. Oh, you do. You uh, yeah, I mean, so so it, it's actually it's, okay. It's you know, it sounds it's, like a win-win situation for the artist. Well, it is really. Part. I mean, the, the the only you know the the only downside is 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 if you you know you you genuinely genuinely don't sell any records at right. all, um, and uh, well, you could argue that that's a win-win situation too because then <laughs> then then you've got money and and. And, and you would never have had any anyway. That's right. You know. That's right. Um, and it sounds like with just a twelve-year commitment, that that's a good thing too, because then well, it's it back is. in your. Uh, it, it is because then then you know you're. You free. can reevaluate the and situation. In tw- and in twelve years' time, you know, in twelve Who years' knows, time, right? geez, yeah. <laughs> you know, twelve years' time, I'm going to be like fifty-three or something, or fifty-two or whatever, you know. Um, and uh, I don't know, you know, we. we You're not going to make that statement Jagger made about that you can't see yourself rocking and rolling at fifty. Are you? No, I'm not going to make the statement, but I'm, <laughs> but but uh, I mean, I could see myself rocking and rolling at fifty, 
Um, but whether or not I am or not, right? Sure, it will be, will be my choice. Yeah, exactly. um, And so uh, you know, it, it's you know, it's nice to have that potential option. Sure, you know, down the road because well, I, I think I, there I, was some confusion about what that was all about. I just wanted to kind of get a layman's point of view. It's, it's, as it's, to, you know, as we, to what we, it was. we raised we raised some money on the ba- on the basis of our back catalog. Right. Simple as that. Uh, so what's next for you as a solo artist and as Maiden? Well, I guess Maiden's the first thing. That's the front burner issue at this point. But yeah. What, what do you see? What do you see down the line? At well, this point? The, the 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 crucial thing for Maiden is to do a great record, and to do a metal record which is very uncompromising and and and, and leaves people in no doubt as to what heavy metal is. Um, you know, heavy metal is not like a bunch of pop tunes. Heavy metal is not a bunch. Is not like you know uh, pop music with Marshall Stacks. And you know how badly we need that. You know, uh, yeah, it's like uh, um, I'd, somebody, I did an interview with somebody. I said, look, I said if there was a if there was like a, a rock music uh, genome project in which you were looking for like the ultimate fundamental genes that 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 make up you know rock music, I said you know you couldn't have one without having an Iron Maiden genetic coding in there because you need that stuff whether or not you are a big fan of heavy metal um, so much music and so many sounds in today's music derive from metal that 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 you've you've got to have a fundamental bedrock that people can refer to and I think that has got really kind of lost in the wash that people have lost the plot Um, it takes me back to the uh, a time in the 80s when Kerrang! magazine had Phil Collins on the cover. Now, Phil's a he's a good lad. He's a, he's a great sure, guy. He's absolutely. a lovely guy. And, and I imagine he must have been, like, wetting his pants when he went, I'm on the cover of <laughs> Kerrang! magazine. Get out of here, you know? Um, uh, and and right. that's a reflection on Kerrang!'s judgment. Sure. You know, and, and, right. and I think we're going through a, a similar phase at the moment in which people need to sort of like uh, get out a little bit more and sort of go hang on it's, uh, it's heavy metal it's heavy metal stupid you know? right well with that with that discussion in mind um it seems to me that it's inevitable down the line bands like iron maiden deep purple black sabbath of course will all end up in the rock and roll hall of fame yeah, my trousers are in there as well. Are they in there? They're, in there. they're already yeah. they're, they're in there, but you're not. Um, what do you think the reluctance is right now uh, to putting any metal in the other than your trousers? Of course, we're still, the, we're, the, we're, we're still alive and we haven't been to rehab. So I mean, and, you think that you, know. you think that's it? <laughs> you know, uh, still got all. Uh, maybe it's, we've still got all our own teeth. You know. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm obviously not going to get a serious answer no, out of you. I, I don't know. I mean, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I I went there, and again, I was I was I was there, prepared to be a bit a little uh, a, a, a trifle cynical. You know, right. I was like, and actually, it was fantastic. Really, I was, I was really knocked out at how well it was put together is and how right? interesting it was in Cleveland. I was like, Jesus, this is great. <laughs> I mean, this is really well. That's encouraging because I haven't been there. It's I take, great to hear I that take from my you. kids there and and, and 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 have them look at stuff. It's really interesting. And wow, 
Um, of course, you you have early influences that go back that far. Yeah, yeah. The Redwood, but, but, the Beatles, but, and the, yeah, but they've got like a whole metal section. That, you know, like you go out, they've got big chunks of the stage set from the wall and stuff like that, wow. and Floyd and all the the, the 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 monsters from the wall are hanging up the ceiling. It's really good. I gotta tell you, there's there's like all all the lyrics from like the Beatles and stuff, like on the original pieces of paper, like on the wall and stuff. Let it be on the original manuscript, and and you see the instruments they played on the record. Wow. I, I'm like, wow, this so, is great. So when it inevitably happens, you will be honored then to be part of it. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 I've never been one of these guys that 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 uh, you know hangs gold records in the bathroom right <laughs> um uh and uh, you know and i can appreciate you know, that people feel the need to to uh to be uh self-deprecating and ironic and you know hey how can i be a rock star if i'm not scathing about success and da 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 and it's just like i'm i'm not like that you know i mean i really um i know how hard i've worked and how hard other people have worked, uh, and it's just really, uh, it just really sucks when people don't recognise that. It's actually really rude. It's kind of, it's it's it shows a real lack of respect for other human beings that worked really hard to yeah. to put to put me in the position I'm in right now, except that they didn't get paid like. One hundredth of what I get paid mm. for doing it, you know. So, you know, I don't hang my gold records in the bathroom. You know, I, that, that's and it's the same thing with the, the rock and roll hall of fame stuff. That's real nice. Final question: um, We've we've touched on a little bit the state of metal now, and where do you see that going in general? Because mm. you know, we had that had that period when KNAC was on the air and going strong, and even at the end of the KNAC period, there was uh, this grunge thing coming in and kind of mixing up with yeah, it well, and the all grunge, that. Yeah, well, the grunge thing, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, I've never been one of these guys that has uh, been, I'm not, I'm not a musical tribalist, you know, in that I think that most, you know, most good music has got something to sort of cross-fertilize yeah. with other areas of music. Uh, but at the same time, um, uh, audiences are, audiences can be pretty brutal on musicians who they think belong in one genre and and, and dare to try and cross into another genre. Now, they're, they're this doesn't come from any sort of personal experience. Oh yeah, it? yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, of yeah, course, I'm being yeah, sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> and and and. Uh, um, those, those uh, first couple solo albums, you got a little taste of that, right? Yeah, but they sold. The, 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 that's the weird thing. Yeah, you know, no, the, they did the, sell the, the very well. Fantastic, yeah. you know. And I'm thinking, God, you know. But you uh, did take some. You did take. Yeah, some. I mean, the one I took the most heat for actually was uh, Skunkworks, and that was actually, pre uh, and that was um, uh, just in terms of the the, you know, some of the real like you know, kind of like like real kind of like man of war type death to false metal type guys right um, because they looked at it and it was produced by Jack and Dino who did all the early Soundgarden records and I was just like well you know and they were like yeah, it sounds a, the guitar sounds like kind of like Soundgarden and I was like yeah great isn't it <laughs> Soundgarden a great metal band even if they don't own up to it you know um, and um, so 
you know uh, that's that that album has always been regarded as, as sort of the odd one out. Yeah. But it, I find it very gratifying that uh, it's uh, it has a lot of very devoted fans that record, um, and so uh, it's a nice one to have in in sort of your inventory really because. It's something that people can discover. Sure. It's something people can talk about. Do they like it? Don't they like it? Right. I've got a website um, called Scream for Me. Um, Screamforme.com? Screamforme.com. If you put Scream for Me in the web thing, I can look at it in the search. This is a fantastic site that's run by a, um, a fan in, in England. So we just give them, like, everything and and let them do and, let, and let them run with it and oh, let them great. design it and do it and, and do whatever they're going to do well, and the Iron Maiden website's pretty nice too I visited well, that well the Iron Maiden website obviously is is a, a, several orders of magnitude higher because it has a fan club yeah. and it has more funding uh, the same the same girl that that, that, that sort of administers the, like the shell of my website mm-hmm. also does the Maiden website right. but She's paid by Maiden to do the website, like pretty much full time. Right. So w- we sat down and, and she said, "Look, we've got to do something about your website." She goes, "But I, I, I don't have the time or the personnel sure. to do that." And I said, "Well, I have the solution here. You know, beautiful. Turn it into a store, and let's use this website um, as uh, you know." And and so th- so that's what's happening. So and she's done a beautiful job on the Maiden site. It's oh, the really, Maiden site's fantastic. Really oh, yeah. wonderful. It's great. That's www.ironmaiden.com. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we kind of got off. The, the final question I wanted to talk about was the state of metal. We kind of got off. On, oh yeah, on, on that. Yeah. What, what do you think? You think are we are we in for a big comeback in metal music? I think, think so. I think so. Although it's the big comeback in metal music actually is 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 already happening in the sense that metal is the soundtrack to most kids' lives now, whether they know it or not, because every time they play a video game. And every time they go to an amusement arcade, and every time they see a movie, they're actually listening to heavy metal bands mm-hmm. um, because that's the music that gives the that that gives it the whole adrenaline kick. You know, I mean, this is like adrenaline music. Yep. And um, with increasing amounts of online access and online entertainment and mm-hmm. online gaming, which is going to be the the future for a lot of gaming. Gonna be a, a, there's going to be like it'll be Dungeons and Dragons but real time right um, across virtual worlds uh, they're already there's already a, a one company which is going to start a virtual world war which you'll be able to join in anytime you like day or night and go on a mission and fight somebody else on the other side of the globe uh, on the red team or the blue team wow. right can you imagine yeah you know, you can be a, a you can be a you can go in as a general, or you can go in as a submarine commander, or you can go in Amazing. as a tank driver, or whatever, any hour <coughs> of the day or night. And there's always be there'll always be a battle to fight somewhere. That's incredible. And that goes into the big picture. And there's an yeah. up, update on you know, and if you can imagine the same sort of thing with a virtual world, which is where metal really belongs. Metal is a virtual world and always has been it's always been a subculture with its own virtual world with its own rules with its own you know a language sure um, uh, this is the opportunity for metal now to to create those worlds wow yeah uh, I hadn't thought of about that I, yeah that's I mean that's that's the way I see it that, uh, that, that this is a real opportunity Ed Hunter is a first 
step in that direction, I think the next step could well be something a lot more sophisticated for us. Right. Um, but above all, I think the future for bands playing live, particularly bands like Maiden, is very, very healthy. Because as entertainment becomes increasingly more passive and safe, uh, one of the few areas of reality that you have is a rock and roll show, you know, well, uh, because everything else, you know, you go to Universal Studios, you go to Disney, you know you're not going to get eaten by Jaws, you know, you know that, that you know, you're not going to fall off that ride, you know it's safe, uh, and rock and roll shows should be the last bastions of something that hangs on the edge. I think on that note, that couldn't sum it up any any, any better. Bruce, thanks for uh, spending some time with us. Yeah, thanks. All right.
I hope you enjoyed our 1999 Lost interview with Iron Maiden's Bruce Dickinson on LA Radio Sessions. We'd love to hear what you think of the show. Drop me a note at mike at laradiostudio.com or visit and like the LA Radio Sessions Facebook page. Talk to you next time. Stay tuned. More to come.